where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, still in a rib coma, Dan Hornstein. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> if you haven't heard us before, this podcast is a music-based podcast. Uh, for anyone who enjoys music, it's not about ribs or barbecue, although we've mentioned it two weeks in a row. And also on this podcast, Dan and I each pick an album for the week, listen to it, and then come together and give a brief bio of the artist and then discuss why we picked them and have a conversation about it. I really did. When you said Dan and I each, I thought you were going to say Dan and I eat ribs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I was like, you know it. Last Let's just start a ribs was... podcast. Let's just do that. Let's lean in Cheryl Sandberg yeah. style. She loved ribs and let's make a ribs based podcast where all we do is eat ribs and it's not talking. It's just yeah, an it's ASMR just experience of us eating ribs. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love just like a idea. lot of smacking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can, I can't wait. That sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, so, um, anything you want to say before we go into Sniggles? Well, check us out online. There we have oh, a, yes. we have our email address. It's wearpod at gmail.com. And yes. you can check Mark out at Instagram at Mr. Underscore Pockets at Instagram. 21. And you can check 21, Mr. Underscore Pockets 21. And you can check me out on Instagram at Dan in Houston. Heck yeah. So uh anyone talk to you about the podcast? I got one listener feedback this week did you know i didn't hear anything what'd you hear um it was i think once you hear what i'm gonna say you'll think you i think you'll have an educated guess on who it's from but they said uh i don't like your podcast so much because huh? you don't talk about music that everybody knows and i said why review music if everybody's heard it and he kind of goes oh <laughs> 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 that is outstanding. That is so, I love that so much. Uh, I love your answer to that. Yeah. I think, I think part of, part of what I love about music is finding new music in bizarre places. Yes. There aren't, I can't think of a whole lot of podcasts that are reviewing like this. I have YouTube channels that I watch where it's just people who review music and right. based on a lot of their recommendations, that's what I decided to go check out and go listen to. And that was my hope for this, is that we would be discussing an album or a single and somebody would hear it and it would spur just enough curiosity that maybe they'd go find something new that they haven't heard and hopefully like it. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. Someone sent me a message from California and they heard the podcast and oh, they really? said they had just listened to a little bit of the first podcast and they said so far they liked what they heard and they said, you know, uh, they were, you know, they said they were hoping that uh, this podcast would lead them to some, you know, new music that they would not normally hear of. That's and so they cool. Would like. And I said, hey, I said, that's exactly the whole reason we started this. I was like, well, we're just going to throw out, you know, suggestions. I was like, and if you don't like it, it's not going to offend me if you don't like it. But I guarantee you, probably after listening to five or six of these, you're going to find at least one album with a few songs that you're going, you know what? I can like this. Unless there's just, you didn't, you know, unless you just are really into, really into one particular genre of music. Country, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Which we haven't gotten there yet. We will, we will. I want to get into, that's what's going to be fun as we go through this is to explore 
other genres. And I really want to challenge mm-hmm. myself to explore some genres that I don't know well. So who knows? We might yeah. have a kraut rock episode. We might have a, <laughs> a, a, a no wave episode. You know, we can, we can get into yeah. all the fun little sub genres of music that's out there. Oh, definitely. So this week for Sniggles, Sniggles. I got, I, I, purposefully chose this song because I had heard it once. I was just browsing through new singles. So I wanted something that was brand new to me, but I wanted something that I never heard of before, like an artist I never heard of before. So I popped this in. Uh, it's Runaway by Tayo Sound. Sound. And it's a fun little pop vibe from the UK. I was immediately drawn to it because I like a lot of UK artists, bass artists from many different genres, but I think they have a lot of uh, great music that comes out of there that a lot of people haven't heard of, or I think is also very underrated. Um, I just think it's a fun song. It's got like a good springtime jam to it. Finally, we're hitting spring here in Houston. Yeah. And the weather is nice. It feels to me like, you know, you're like driving back from the beach and the windows are down. And it's just like a fun little, fun little song. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I wrote it, it reminded me of a band I would see open for 311. <laughs> but it's that, that kind could, of summertime music. Like, I'm not, yeah. I, you know, look, 311 are what they are. And. I'm sorry, but they, they are a lot of fun to listen to when you're at the beach. It's that like spring summertime stuff. And this very much had that vibe. I caught onto that early on. Yeah, it was, yeah, very spring, very summer. It just a joyful, like pick me up, happy song. Um, not like one of my favorite songs ever, but I give it a good three and a half beards. It's above average. Yeah. Uh, there, I, there was, Musically, there was some things that I really liked about it, right? There was mm-hmm. the, there's some creative use of guitar in this, especially for a pop dance track that I liked. Um, there's, I, I picked up, I, I heard kind of two separate guitar tracks going on at the same time that were mm-hmm. really doing it for me. And one of them was playing that little staccato. Yes. Kind of funk. Mm-hmm chicka chicka riff. And then the other yeah. one was playing these little dreamy chords on top of everything, just as spatial filler. And I like that a lot. I thought that was very, very chilled out. Um, there's also a little bit of clipping or distortion on the drums mm-hmm. that I started to mm-hmm. hear. And I, I thought that's such a cool little touch. You don't hear that very often on purpose. Usually it's, it's when, it's done poorly. It's when it's recorded poorly and it's right. clipping out like on, um, I'm trying to think what was that Metallica album that everybody hated death magnetic Say anger. Uh, no death magnetic. The one after that, oh, which the songwriting okay. was a lot better, but everybody online that I saw a lot of people were just complaining about how it was so loud. The album was so loud that every song clipped and it lost a lot of mm-hmm. clarity. This was done very intentionally. And I thought it just added a nice little touch to it. Um, I also like the outro of the song a lot. So I'm right there with you. I gave this one three and a half beards. Yeah, that was a, a fun little gem. It's going to go on my, once I actually get to it, I said I was going to start a springtime playlist <laughs> this week. I was absolutely swamped by the Is time it I got because you're work, so was captivated like, with my springtime playlist. Is that what it was? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's it's, just that good. I, you're like, I don't need one. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I can't, I can't challenge Dan. I can't come with, with anything, you know, comparable. It's just so good. <laughs> You're welcome. So what did you pick for this week? For this week for Sniggles, I picked a new band that I've really started to get into called Actors. This was a 
This is their newest single. It's called Strangers, and this popped up on a recommendation for me just on Apple Music. It's sort of like, based on what you like, you might like actors. And... Mm -hmm. Man, were they spot on. This is a Vancouver band. They were formed in 2012. I don't know a whole lot else about them, except that they have one full EP that I've been listening to all week since I found this song. And then this is a new song, which I'm sure will be the lead single of what's going to eventually be released as their second album coming up. Um, mm -hmm. Man, this is this just hits on a lot of feels for me. I got a soft spot for goth music, bro. Um, <laughs> I really do. I've always, I've said for years and years and years that I should have been one of those total goth kids in high school. I just didn't <laughs> like the fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else, I'm on board. Music-wise, bring it on. And this has a lot of 80s, goth in it to me it's got yes. the, it's got a drum track that sounds like it's using an 808 it's got um great 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 bass sound a lot of keyboard effects in there that are almost i know synthwave is really popular right now and i don't feel like mm -hmm. this is doing synthwave but i feel like because synthwave is channeling that 80s vibe and so is this that there's a little bit of overlap there yeah. Um, I love the clean guitar lines. I love the vocal effects and the bridge. This reminded me of early The Cure, not when they were doing punk stuff, but like the album Pornography in the mm -hmm. early 80s that sounded a lot like this. And it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. I picked up, I was listening to this even again today before our podcast, and I, there's, a, there's a guitar effect in the background too that I noticed that I hadn't picked up on before that's kind of creating this swirling atmosphere while the rest of the track is going on. And it's a pretty driving track and it's just such a vibe setter. It really helps out. The singer sounds like a kind of a traditional Gothic singer. He's got a little bit of that sisters of mercy sound kind of joy division, uh, you know, love will tear us apart. Yeah. <laughs> He's got that little vibe in it. So I can see if somebody's not into that, they maybe wouldn't like it. But for me, I thought this was great. I even wrote, this is what they should have used for the soundtrack for the lost boys. <laughs> I'm going to give it, <laughs> I'm going to give it four and a half beards. That's funny that you say that because the first thing, when I first listened to this, it like it says, you know, and Apple music, it says, this is a punk band. I'm like, this isn't a punk band. So I was like, so yeah, it's, it's, I think you could, you could argue there's elements of punk in it just like there. Yeah. Like when you go back to like the very beginnings of punk, when television and the talking heads were punk. Right. And sort of that kind but, of next wave after the sex pistols, but nothing else sounds like punk music to me. And there's no, no to me, this I don't was hear this like and go, Oh pop, no effects. Pop, <laughs> yeah. Pop rock, pop rock, new wave stuff. I, I was just kind of like, Oh punk. And it wasn't when I expected, which kind of set me up in a weird place. Okay. So the first few times I listened to this, I was like, okay, I kind of enjoy this. This is catchy. But then the more and more I listened to it, the, the, I kind of like took that back a little bit. And I was like, there's just too much of the, the 80s vocals thing that you just talked about, which I'm not a fan of. Oh, okay. And so I was like, uh, I was like, it's a good song, but it's not. To me, it's not a great song. It's not a bad song, but it's not. I was just, I was all over the place. So I've listened to it a few times and then each time I've had a different reaction. So I'm like, maybe I need to give this more time. Maybe I need to come back to this in a few weeks okay. and listen to it again and re so like, um, it, 
it's it's I like the way the song is built and the song is structured. The synth is even good. Sometimes I felt like it was a little too repetitive, but like I said, it de- it depended on when I listened to it because the first two times I listened to it, I was like, bam, I'm all down for this. And then I listened to it yesterday and today, and I was like, I lost it. I was like, what? <laughs> what am I? What? What happened? So for now, I'm gonna give it two and a half beards. Okay, just right there in the middle. Like I said, it's not bad, but I want I I, I don't know what. Something you're, you're wanting something or? more from it that you can't quite put your finger on, right? Sounds, and so I yeah. don't know how to explain it, but I do. I do see why you like it, and I'm gonna have to go listen to everything else on it because I I really do feel like I'm gonna give this artist a chance because there is some good stuff in here. Their so, their first album, I'll tell you, I listened to that after I heard this single. It's a lot of the same. Okay, so knowing that and having that expectation going in, okay might set it up. They, they don't stray from what they're doing. This is their, this seems to be their style. And if they, unless they were to come out with something just totally radically different for the rest of their second album, it looks like they've really settled into their niche as a band. And you know, there's not a, there's not a lot of new kind of goth music that has that eighties flair to it. The last band that I can recall that was like, this was a band called she wants revenge that came out in the mid 2000s before the 2010s and mm-hmm. i didn't like she wants revenge um a lot of people did uh, i they, they came around they had a few records and stuff this one has the romantic the kind of gothic romantic element yes, in it it does that she wants revenge didn't quite have and i don't know why but that's i want to like as soon as i hear that kind of stuff i want to crack open an Anne rice novel and, <laughs> <laughs> and just like settle in <laughs> the the first f- uh, few times i listened to this i would it like transported me back to a time in like the 90s when i was yeah. a young teenager like 13 14 15 and i felt like i had just finished watching like an 80s movie like lost boys right and you know and it was like oh the movie's over and i had this like weird euphoric like past feeling. And I was like, this is, that's what made me, I was like, this is a great song. This is great music. It's bringing back this nostalgic feeling for me. But then at the same time, I was like, I'm just wanting something more. So yeah. you're not, you're not as good. far deep into it as I am. I was, I found myself at Walgreens looking at black nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just for the record, there was a time in my life where I wore black Jenkos, black long sleeve t-shirts, black nail polish, and I had orange hair. That's awesome. (laughs) I never, I was right there with you. I didn't do the nail polish and I had green hair. And, uh, when I was in high school, I thought this was going to be so cool. Uh, I think I've told you this before. (laughs) I bought a pair of pleather pants from Hot Topic. Uh and wore the shit out of those and i'm like playing at a house party that's gonna get busted by the cops by 9 30 and i'm i'm playing for keg beer like this isn't like i'm out in an arena and i'm trying to look cool in front of thousands of people and everybody there everybody else is like in t-shirts and jeans and shit (laughs) but, but i thought that was cool at the time i thought that was very cool (laughs) <laughs> yeah i've i've made some now i look back some questionable fashion choices but hey you know what i own it and i had fun <laughs> so um this week for the album i picked uh i picked the band thrice and their album the artist in the ambulance it's their second album uh they're a band from irvine california and they formed back in 1999 i picked an artist that didn't form in 1996 props hey. to me <laughs> <laughs> um they 
Uh, so real quick, how I got into these guys was I had never heard of them. And uh, the first time my brother got married, he went on his honeymoon to Montana and Idaho and he came back and he was like, Hey, he's like, I found this album in like a music store on the way. He was just looking for some new music and he just saw it and picked it up. And he's like, he's like, I had to, he's like, I never heard of them. You heard of them? I was like, no. So he's like, here, listen to us. I think you'll like it. And I like wore that CD out. Wow. I was just was like, this one? wow. The artist in the ambulance. Yeah. And I had never heard it before, but the, what drew me into them and then subsequently what made me such like a, like a lifetime fan of their music. And I have such a deep appreciation for it is thrice has the ability to experiment with different things you know, and like each album is different and they'll like, they'll have an idea for something and they'll like, Oh, Hey, let's tie this in with it. And they bring it in and it somehow works. Mm -hmm. It's just, they have this really innate ability to be able to do that. So like back in this time in my life, I just listened to a lot of like heavy rock or metal. And so that was really my thing, just anything heavy and you know, lots of you know distortion and double bass and screaming. And I didn't listen to much melodic rock outside of raw. Cause this mm -hmm. was like in 2004 when I first heard this. So, I heard this and I was like, whoa, they do a little bit. Like they take some of the, like the metal guitar elements and they throw in like a tasteful double kick drum here and there. But then like Dustin, the vocalist, he does a lot of melodic singing and then he'll scream occasionally to like accentuate a point or a lyric or like right. the emotion of the song. And so I was like, wow, this is really, really cool. So the album kicks off with cold cash and Cordler hearts. And this song for me, just sets the stage for the whole album. It's just tons of energy and then some melancholy with it too. Like it, it, the, the song just kicks off really hard and then it comes into like this bridge point where there's some just strings and clean guitar and it gets kind of melancholy and sad. And then it goes back to this heavy metal esque guitar and drums. Yeah. Melodic I love vocals. That breakdown. Oh yeah. It's, 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 and it's, it's the it's one of my favorite tracks in the album for sure. The 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 bridge like the break in the song where the whole song just changes is my favorite part because it's very high energy and then he just we've learned he's just singing very mm -hmm. softly and there's the strings in the background and and lyrically it's always been a great song because I was like what's he first time I heard this I was like what's he talking about and it's like a call out to like people who have it all and ignoring people who have nothing. And I was like, wow, this is a very thought provoking song. It's just like, who are you? It's like asking, like, it, it's kind of like a self-critical view. The lyrics are of like, here I, you know, here I am, I have everything and I'm ignoring people who have nothing and they're crying out for help. And I'm just like pushing them away. Like, leave me alone. It's a very thought provoking song. And I've always liked the challenge of that. Cause it just like can, kind of just makes me stop and, you know, think like, what am I doing? And could I be, you know, have I turned away someone when they need help? Cause just like really, really good, interesting perspective, but it's just a great, great way to start off the album. And then it goes into under a killing moon, which, uh, the intro and the verse guitar riff is just so good. It's, it's just yeah. very metal esque and it's just very fun, very upbeat. You know what this uh, one reminded just, me of? Uh, did you ever what? listen to Alexis on fire? Yes, occasion. Not a whole lot, but a little bit. Yeah. Same here. I, I haven't heard them m too much, but I after I listened to Under a Killing Moon, I went back to the first Alexis on Fire record that I had, which was Get Out, I think is the name of it. It's it's I know that mm -hmm. I remember the cover's all green. There's like a comic illustration. And 
every song on that Alexis on Fire record sounded like Under a Killing Moon. <laughs> yeah. And I, I looked, I tried, I tried to see like what was, you know, which one and maybe it'd come first and they were released like right around the same time. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well. It's a, uh, yeah, uh, that's, I'm sure there was a lot of, you know, influencing there one way or the other. Um, well, I'll say this, really- there's, there's a lot of bands that are similar to Thrice in this record Mm-hmm. that I feel came out at the same time. And it's all that kind of post hardcore style yeah. of music. There's, there's like circus survive Alexis on fire thrice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember Chiodos? Did you ever listen to Chiodos? Yes. Yeah. Remember Chiodos, okay, Chiodos yeah. and, uh, and like fall of Troy. And with mm-hmm. the exception, I got, I don't know why I like fall of Troy so much, but with the exception of them, I feel like thrice is the best one, like by a long shot. I do too. They're way th- better than a lot of those other bands. I th- I think it's their, they embrace just whatever they're inspired to do because yeah. the one thing about them is th- every album of theirs is completely unique. They don't get stuck in the same songwriting ruts, which is one thing I really do appreciate about them. Now I haven't loved every single one of their albums, but on, for a majority, I'm like, okay, this is good music. And I'm happy um, they're trying stuff that's different too. That's, me that's too. probably, I mean, that was the thing. A lot of those other bands, uh, with the exception of one other one, I can't think of listening to more than one record by each of them. Like I listened right. to that one Circus Survive record. I listened to that one Alexis on Fire record. <laughs> yeah, Thrice is the only band yeah, that I've listened. Listen. I've listened to more than uh, one of their stuff. I hadn't heard this in so long, man. This was such a fun trip down memory lane, and I liked this better this time than I did the first time I heard it. Yeah. Uh, I like how unlike like on under killing moon and then the next song, all that's left. Uh, I really like how the guitar work, uh, they like play off each other or they harmonize with each other. It's, it's got like some of that metal, like harmony guitar stuff in there, but it's not just like straight metal. It's they, they're taking that influence and taking it to the post hardcore area. All right. And it's just so enjoyable and good. Uh, yeah, that, uh, all that's left. I like silhouette is just a true mosh pit song. It just starts off with the snare silhouette. Yeah. And, oh, that riff is just, I've never seen thrice live, but I'm, I'm almost 40 and I'm like, if I see thrice live and they play silhouette, I'm jumping in the pit. I don't care if I die. <laughs> like, <laughs> you say that. <laughs> I don't need to be in the pit for that. I can, I can enjoy it. That's where I'll be. (laughs) It's just a, when that, when I hear that song, I make the stank face like, "Mm," and like, you just, I just have to groove along with it. It's just so good. That one did give me that one. Get There was a few more than a few moments on this record that I got stank face on. Uh, And it was typically like when they, when they would do those rhythmic breakdowns that are in a few Mm -hmm. of the songs. And it's, it's nice because it's, kind of a theme throughout this record where they're, they're bringing in there's, there's a few things that, that they do several times. There's the kind of arpeggiated guitar lines, the creative use of strings and either that or yes. some sort of electronic string sound. And then the metalish breakdowns yeah, that are really um uh, those were those are always the moments i listened to this record a few times and every time they did something like that with the double bass and a little more of that you know yeah i just that's i got my rocks off listening to that <laughs> shit i'm not gonna lie man yeah. i really enjoyed that <laughs> uh 
On Silhouette, I also like how Dustin's vocals offset the heaviness of the guitars. It's a great contrast of like this really heavy, like groove riff, and he's yeah. singing over the top of it. It's done really well. On a song, if like a lot of other post hardcore bands do it, they probably just be screaming over top of it. And he's like, he's he finds a great finds a great melody and just sings it. Um, Stare at the sun. Next song is great. Another, I like how the guitars start the song. Oh yeah, one of my favorites. It's got this like woeful vibe, but the bass riff coming in fast just like breaks it all up, and it's so well done. Stare at the sun was the one I wrote down as being one of the best on the record because it reminded me of a Baroness song. Hmm. But knowing that Baroness came after them, like uh, mm-hmm. my favorite Baroness record is their double album, Green and Gold or Gold and mm-hmm. Green, and. It's their catchiest record. It's their most melodic record. It's also the, and hearing this and now knowing what I know about how much I've listened to that Baroness record, I can probably pinpoint that they were listening to thrice that, or that they, <laughs> that you can tell that they're probably fans of it because there's so much similarity there. It yeah. can't be coincidence. Right. And, and right. I trust that Baroness is probably like, let's do a little thrice kind of vibe and in, in what we're doing. I can't think of a song specifically, but it just has that kind of vibe to it. Yeah. It, there's been a few other times where, um, <clears throat> so I don't know. Uh, I don't, there's, um, off Norma Jean's album, Maradonal. There is a song where it's almost note for note. He sings the melody of under a killing moon on the chorus. I forget the name oh, really? of the song. Yeah. But if you go, I think it's track four on Norma Jean's record. But when I first heard it, I was like, this is under a killing moon or it's really close. Yeah. And I was like, they have to be listening to thrice. And it's just a really like neat, like nod to thrice. And then I would not put Norma Jean and uh, thrice in the same bracket at all. They're like completely different mute, like metal styles, but oh, very still, much, I was like, yeah, I was like, that's still a nice like nod to them. Um, <clears throat> next comes paper tigers, Another which favorite. is hands down my favorite song on the album. It's the most chaotic. I can see why that wouldn't be your favorite. Yeah, and it's just a wonderful blend of guitars working together, and then the bass on the chorus almost takes center stage with the fast riff blended. It's perfectly blended with Dustin's screams, and then the the background vocals providing this haunting melody. It's just this really cool... It's this is really cool acoustic experience. We're just like whoa, and it's it's all these things that almost don't go together, but they're blended together such a, like a sweet, perfect way. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I love the little rhythm um, thing that they did towards the end of the track, like in the back, the back third of it. They have that that kind of breakdown again. Yeah, I really love the the outro too. That kind yes, of spacey, yeah. synthy, yeah, um, creepy. Yes, it's very creepy. Very it's, creepy sounding. It's it's almost uh, shrill in your ears because it's kind of high pitched and it's hitting on. Yeah, it just kind of makes your skin crawl a little bit, and I love that. I love that so oh, much. Yeah. It's 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 like enough abrasiveness to you're like ooh, and then you're like whoa. But it's it's just it's yeah, it's very very fun. And I like how at the end of the song, there's the use of the doubling up with the kick drum, but it's not like the whole end of the song. It's just like getting to the point. It's part of the break down, but it's not the whole breakdown. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not overdone. It's used very tastefully and it just accentuates the certain parts of the song without overdoing it. It's so well done. 
that that song I when every time I came to it listening to it this week I was like I got to hear it again. Okay, I got to hear it again. Okay, I got to hear it again. <laughs> I, was like, I was like okay, I got to go on to the rest of the album. Um so uh Hoods on a Peregrine uh it's a nice break from the heaviness of Paper Tigers. It's back to their original formula for this album. The chorus is beautiful with the guitars and the vocals working off each other. And then it uh comes to the melting point of wax. So the the one criticism I have of Thrice and this is for most of their albums. I feel like most of their albums, the first half is just really good. And then for something, some reason, like halfway through an album, usually it just, I don't know how, what, why it is, but I'm just like the latter half of their albums. I feel like just don't rise up to the place of the first few songs. Okay. So the melting point of wax isn't a bad song, but it's just like, I feel like it's just a little thin. That was one of the ones I liked a lot. <laughs> That's so funny. And like I said, it's it's not a bad song, but there's just this certain element that I'm just like, uh, bl- blood clots and black holes, good song, but it's still not like the level of Under a Killing Moon or Paper Tigers. The exception to that, I think, is the artist in the ambulance, yeah. which is it's just a phenomenal track. It's it's departure from everything else because it's it's just I don't, the it the the song structure and the writing of it it's not so heavy it's more of just like a rock song and it's not you know there's not very many metal influences there's no screaming it's a great song the abolition of man is it's it's okay and then I feel like they pick it back up again for don't tell and we don't ask despite the previous couple songs where I'm just like man these are okay they're not tracks I'm gonna skip but they aren't ones I'm gonna like ooh I want to go here listen to this song right now. I feel don't tell and we don't ask just ends it on like a high note. They bring up the energy, everything mm-hmm. again. It's just a great, great song. And it's, and it finishes off the album strongly. Uh, it's a fun and energetic song. They have a, a f- maybe like, I would say they could have maybe lost one song and just shorten up the record a little bit. I don't think this is, I don't think they made a bad song, but um, it's just, it, it lacks those couple of songs where I'm like, okay, this is not my favorite, but it's not bad. It just, for me, it was a, uh, it put it at four beards. I wanted to give it four and a half, but I felt like that would be not true to myself. Cause I was like, there are three songs on there where I'm like, they're good, but they aren't like, Ooh, like the other ones are just like, get me all excited. And I'm like, yeah, grooving along with them. My, my top three songs, hands down paper tigers, cold cash and colder hearts and under a killing moon. Like those songs to me are just timeless. That's so interesting. I th- I think I came out of this one liking it a little bit more than you, it sounds. I, oh, okay. Yeah, so I gave it, I'm going to give you my rating. It's four and a half beards. And uh-huh. it's it's because it, at 40 minutes, this is, it's, it's kind of like all killer, no filler for me. I only had mm-hmm. one track that I put as being a little bit of a weakest link. And it was just because it sounded a little too much like the other post hardcore bands at the time. And that's the opener. Mm-hmm. It's cold, cold cash and cold hearts. Um, uh-huh. it's still a good song. Okay. But it's the one that sounded the most like Everybody everything else. else that had come out at that time. Yeah. Other than that, man, I mean, all that's left, I thought was super catchy. My, my, my real favorites were right there in the middle, the middle of the album peaks very mm-hmm. much silhouette, stare at the sun, paper tigers, yeah all fantastic. And I liked melting point of wax. I thought there was a really nice use of strings in there. Um, I thought that was very cool. You're so, talking about like the cello part. Yeah. 
It's a, it's a, like I said, it's a good liked, part, but for me, it's just missing something. I don't know what. Uh, no, I liked how it kind of, it kind of changed up the vibe a little bit there. It does and change it had up the it, vibe. Maybe it's a vibe thing. It was kind of like, you know, you, you go through all of Nevermind and then you get to something in the way. True. And it, yeah. It's just, it's the, when everything else in the album is at such a high intensity, it's a nice mm-hmm. calm before the rest of the storm coming up, you mm-hmm. know, before the album kind of bookends it towards the end there. Um, yeah. yeah, man, I, I listened to this and I was so glad that I got back into this band. Kudos to uh, Austin Mathern, my buddy from way back in the day when I lived in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He loved these guys and he was always talking them up. And mm-hmm. he's he's gotten me into a lot of the same heavy music that you and I both share an affinity for. Austin mm-hmm. is that guy and he got me into a lot of that. The stuff that we've mentioned already even on the podcast. And um, Austin was all the time talking about Thrice. He loved them. I liked them every time I listened to them with Austin. But going back to this, having it, it's been easily 10 years since I've listened to this record. And I, I yeah. went, man, this, I got to put this in the rotation a lot more. This was really, <laughs> really enjoyable. So four and a half beards for me. Cool. I, I'm, I just, yeah, I wanted to give it four and a half, but for just some, I just felt like I just can't because for me, <clears throat> I'm not going to get five of five beard rating is just like the peak of music, yeah. which I don't feel like I can maybe give like a handful of albums, four or five. Yeah. Four and a half for me is very high praise. And I was just like, man, I've, while I've given like one or two, four and a half out, I was like, it's great. It's good. It's great, but it's not phenomenal. I was like, I've just got to stick it for. I just had and, so much don't fun get me with wrong. this. Don't, it's still a fun album. It's something I enjoy listening to. It's not something I listen to all the time, but it is something I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to, I, when I want to hear some like, good upbeat music i'm throwing this on because mm-hmm. it's just it's just fun it did make uh, me want to so- go listen to uh fall of troy <laughs> now i need to go i want to go listen to fall of troy now too i need to go back and listen to some of these other post hardcore bands and like compare them <laughs> i didn't know this so i i ended up i did go listen to a couple of fall of troy tracks after listening to this thrice record and it turns out their singer after Fall of Troy broke up, went on to be the singer for Chiodos. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And then Fall of cool. Troy got back together. And I was like, okay, all right. I'll see where you're at. <laughs> so what did you pick for this week, Dan? For my pick this week, I picked a band that I hadn't heard really since uh, before this record came out. And they're called Teenage Wrist. The mm-hmm. album is Earth is a Black Hole. And mm. this came up, I, f- I don't remember where I found this. I could have just been scouring the internet looking for stuff. And this was a new, this is a new release. So it came out, it's been a, maybe a month, maybe six weeks, something like that. I feel like it's, it's very recent and it's, it's got a, they are a nineties, heavily nineties influenced yes. alternative band. And when I say an alternative band, I don't mean grunge. I mean the other side of what was alternative at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. so there's, there's a lot of smashing pumpkins influence on this record. There's a lot of the cure in this record too, that I hear, um, with some of the clean (laughs) guitar lines that are going on. And I, you're going to, if you didn't know this about me already, I am a huge fan of the cure. I love that band a lot. And so I went in with this with some pretty high expectations and, it's so funny because just like you were discussing the way that you felt about actors, the Uh single was how I was with this record. It was a real tug of war for me. 
a lot of back and forth. Okay. It felt like every time I listened to this record, I went from, man, this is pretty good to, uh-huh. wow, this is pretty mediocre. <laughs> And it took me, it took me a lot of really digging in and analyzing Mm -hmm. to start to appreciate it a little bit more. Ultimately, I came out on the side of a little bit above average. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, here's the reason for it. There's the songs that I love on this record. I really love. Yeah. But the other ones I could care less. (laughs) (laughs) i i'm with you there actually one that um when i first sat down to this song i just or this album the intro came on yeah and i was like "Ooh, i love this guitar riff right you know and it was kind of a jane's addiction vibe yeah i I loved it and then it ended and i was like what yeah no no vocals it just it's just an abrupt ending. And I was like, wait, this sounds like a single. This sounds like a hit single. And it ends and then it completely stops and goes into <laughs> this, the, the, completely changes gear, like completely 180 right. and goes into Taste of Gasoline. Good song. One of my favorite ones on the album. Yep. But those two songs should not go back to back at all. It just threw me for a loop. It's very bizarre. I was so confused. And I was like, wait a minute. I want to hear more of Squeeze. And I was like, but that's an it. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I was like, that needs to be a song. Yeah. That 42 seconds or whatever With it was. Some vocals. Yeah. Exactly. That needs an extra two and a half minutes. And it would be a number one hit. Thank in my you. book. Thank you. It's I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this, the there's there's a the overall there are uh-huh. some things that this band does quite well. If you like that 90s style of almost like a shoegaze sound mm-hmm. with a lot of high, heavy heavy fuzz, very big muff driven type stuff, they they got it, man. Um, the guitar tone sounds great all the way through the record. It sounds like Siamese Dream in a lot of places to mm-hmm. me. And the clean guitar sound sounds like Disintegration. Okay? Mm. I did find that the louder I listened to this record, the more I liked it. And I don't know if it was engineered that way, if it's uh-huh. if how much of that was intentional, but the the more I turned the volume up when I was at max volume on my earphones and when I had it Mm -hmm. cranked in my car for the car test, really that's when I started to get into it. And I think some of that's the nature of the style of music that they're playing. Those big, big Mm. muff guitars. That's that Siamese dream sound. It's that album's very similar in terms of the way they're recorded. And that Siamese dream has to be loud. You know, you got Billy Corgan, recording like 30 different guitar tracks for the same song, just like (laughs) layering, layering, layering the same riff over and over because he wanted that giant wall of sound. And I feel like teenage wrist does a good job of that. Um, I did, I made a crucial error though, that I want to address really quickly though. Mm -hmm. That, so that's what they do. Well, right. They, the, they capture this vibe. They really stick with it. Sounds it's the production sounds amazing. Loud. The, drums. I don't know enough about miking and recording drums, but mm-hmm. I know that they, whatever they did, man, this sounds like nineties drums. Yeah, it does. It really like, <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. I know like in the eighties, everything had reverb on it. Like it like Def Leppard, right. like, shoom, shoom, yeah. you know, those kind of fade ins <laughs> and stuff. And this didn't have that. And it, I, I, I don't know why, but that really gave me a, a 
lot of wonderful nostalgia. Okay. So things I love, it's a really good sounding record. It's a really well produced record. Mm-hmm. Things I didn't like. Um, I made this mistake. I started going back and like kind of cut myself off halfway through this record. And they had another record that came out previous to this. And uh-huh. I went looking at it. And I kind of liked that one a little bit better. (laughs) And here's, this is twice. This is what happened two times, Mark. They got a different singer. Oh, (laughs) they lonely the brave, lonely the brave. They lonely the braved me. Um, (laughs) Trick me once. Shame on you. Trick me twice. Shame on teenage (laughs) wrist. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I went and, you know, I even wrote a note. I said, of course, I like the other one better. And I wrote underneath that, another new singer? What is this? So it turns out their, <laughs> their other singer that they had left to go do another band. And mm-hmm. this new record, Teenage Wrist, this is their guitar player stepping up and handling dual duty of guitar and vocals. So now they're a three-piece, guitar, bass, and drums. Okay. Um, overall, the songs that I think they did very well on taste of gasoline. Um, yep. I love the progression from shoegaze at the beginning of it to the heavier riff at the back mm-hmm. end of it. I thought that was just yes. okay. Um, some of the other ones I liked new emotion. I thought it's overall, it was a kind of an okay song, but really mm-hmm. good singing on that one. That was when yes. I thought the singer or the guitar player as a singer started to shine a little bit more silver mm-hmm. spoon had major cure vibes for me. And yes. I love it. I really <laughs> dug that one. So I got into that one high again was really, um, that was one that I, I went back and forth with because, you know, um, lyrically it's dumb as hell. Yes. <laughs> and it kind of reminded me of the most annoying song ever of the 90s, Super Tramp, we, Who Sucked Out the Feeling. Do you remember that? Yeah. The worst song of the entire 90s next to Sex and Candy. And so I went back and forth. That was one of the that was one of the real tug of war moments was high again, but ultimately mm-hmm. musically, I thought they they really did a good job on that one. Um wasting time is a really good song. It comes right after high again and it's mm-hmm. good momentum after high again. It's, it's a good continuation. So good ordering of the tracks there that adds actually wasting time ended up being the best song on the record for me. Um, mm. it's got a great guitar solo in it that I love where he's using whammy pedal and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. got a really cool, weird outro that I liked again. And then my other favorite was earth is a black hole. Um, which I think is the closing track. No, Stella's after Earth is, Earth is a Black Hole. Okay. Um, well, I liked Earth is a Black Hole. I liked Stella, too. I liked the way that they closed it out. It was a little bit of mm-hmm. a slower-paced song. Um, and like how, I like how Stella, how it builds up to the end. It's just like this steady build to the end. It's like this big epic ending. Yes. It's so good. Yeah, I liked that. I liked that a lot. That reminded me of, um, you remember Alien from Bush, 16 Stone? Yeah. That was kind of this, they ended up doing this, stupid track at the end, I think called ex-girlfriend after that on, on that record. But if they would have closed on just alien, it would have been epic as fuck. And I, I think that that's a mistake. Teenage wrist didn't make. I was wrong. It wasn't high again. That reminded me of who sucked out the feeling. It was the song yellow belly, which is I think the Mm -hmm. fourth song on the album that comes in. So I think the, yeah, I think the, um, the first three tracks start pretty strong. Mm hmm. Gets into Yellow Belly, starts to lose me a little bit. That's that's on yeah. my worst list. I even wrote Yellow Belly could have been a shitty '90s movie soundtrack <laughs> song. 
That's so true. And I wrote down two examples. I wrote Empire Records and Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> and then yeah. my other one that I didn't I didn't care for at all was Wear You Down. Just overall is a kind of a meh song. Just yeah. bleh. Um, I still did. I still liked the guitar tone in it, but overall just, it's okay. So I gave this one, I, I ended up on the above average part of the tug of war and I ended up giving it three and a half beards. Okay. I gave it three and a half beards too. I felt like it started off great. I felt like yellow Buddy was just in the wrong place. If, yeah. if maybe should have, maybe it should have been a B side. Even I just didn't get it. I feel like they just, to me, I felt like they just like had the songs and just put them all on shelf. And then like, okay, that's the order. They didn't put any thought into like the flow of an, a record. And it just, that was one thing that just kind of graded on me. Cause I would get to the end of a song and then have it. You're in like a certain place and then something else, comes i'm like wait this doesn't go with that at all it was just very abrasive and weird that's such uh, a good spoon. point that's a really good point because i i caught myself a couple of times with this record mm-hmm. s- leaving and coming back to it yeah and yeah, i think it's because it's disjointed it's almost like um yeah it's it's just it there's no there's no overall connectivity to it right and it's it, i felt like doing an intro that should have been your lead single yeah going into taste of gasoline was just a horrible mistake and then yellow belly did the same thing um i didn't like yellow belly it's the one i like the least wear you down not really something i was into hi again i can't stand the lyrics and it just sounds like a song your best friend would listen to when he just got dumped and you he listened to it a thousand <laughs> times and finally you're just like shut up and turn this shit off like yeah. you just that's what i kept getting i was just like Get oh dude it, she left Stephanie's you calm down back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like dude let it go like that i don't know i just got that vibe from it <laughs> like it, you know what it is it's it's all of those annoying characters from those 90s movies yeah <laughs> like the guy that's into Liv Tyler from Empire Records that you're just like, fuck you the whole time. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the dude from Can't Hardly Wait that's like, I wrote you a letter four years ago. Fuck <laughs> off. Get a life, you know? Yeah. yeah it's the kind of shit uh, they listen to. <laughs> yeah, it is. So um, outstanding. Earth is a Black Hole is a great song. Stella, the first few times I listened to it, I felt like it started off too slow, but then the bill at the end, it's it's a total payoff and it makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's, it's above average but it's if they had planned it out a little bit better if they had turned the first track into a full-on song and maybe gotten rid of yellow belly i feel like it would have been a a solid four maybe even four and a half beards i i would agree with that i think overall i ended up liking this a lot this was a this was a difference of expectation versus reality for me what i mm -hmm. wanted it to be based on that little teaser that i heard versus what it ended up actually being um and i i mean i feel man i kind of got stuck in between the is 90s nostalgia good is it worth (laughs) pursuing or was it just a time and a place in and i should just enjoy those records for what they are and try to find something different and i think that's what that's what gave me that internal conflict (laughs) yeah that's that's exactly what it was it was like this weird internal conflict and like i this is an album i think has a lot of appeal for a broad audience it's got a lot of things that a lot of people would like i just feel like if they just polished it up made a couple of different choices it would have been just a phenomenal album Mm -hmm. it's just like a couple of different decisions away from being just a top record. And I, I had never heard of these guys either. And so the first few listen throughs, I was like, man, this, 
just it's good but it could just be so much more just a couple <laughs> okay, of little things okay, yeah I'm, I'm right there with you <laughs> i'm right there so, with yeah, you. i am glad that i found this band i'm glad that i i gave it the listen i'm i'm overall i'm happier i wasn't i didn't feel like it was a waste of time and i have a feeling this is going to be a fun band to watch because mm-hmm. I did listen to their first record and I listened to this one and there's, there's a clear evolution there and they're still doing enough things right that Mm -hmm. when maybe in two years, when they have their third record come out, I'll, I'll gladly sit and listen to that one again. Yeah. Um, I'm not not saying this is kind of a one and done thing for me. No, this is, this is a band I will, and I'll go back and listen to this album, but you better believe there's a few songs I'm skipping over. And every time I hear that <laughs> intro track, I'm going to be pissed that it's not a full song because it is that good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really was, is. That like, one was normally fun. intro tracks to me are just filler, wasted time. Right. And with this, I was like, oh my gosh, that was a huge mistake. This should have been developed into a full song. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent. So agree. if I'm using the Siamese <laughs> dream, comparison it would uh-huh. be like if cherub rock got to the vocal of the verse and stopped <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it's Abruptly. it's such a You'd be like yeah. what why yeah, yeah. it's yeah. so it's so bizarre okay yeah so so you gave it three and a half three and a half yeah three and a half for me too we nope we didn't have identical ratings this time because i gave no. thrice four and a half yeah but we're close we're close. So uh, next week, I picked something completely different in the you know in the in vein of Monty Python's Python. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for next week, we're going completely different. We're going with something, or at least I'm going with something unique, odd, and nice. uh, wonderful, all at the same time. It's Love emphasis it. on the odd because uh, this is not traditional music by any means to me. Uh, very underground. It's ninety nine point nine percent by Katranada. Okay. And I, I've listened to this album a few times before and every time I go back to it, I appreciate it a little bit more. So I'm going to enjoy going and doing a deep dive on this because there are some really good tracks on this. Now you mentioned Katranada as a producer, I believe of electronic producer music DJ. Yeah. Electronic the UK yeah. that did work no, with he's from a, Canada, from Canada, but did yeah. he do work with a Luna? Yeah, he's done. Okay. He's done some stuff with Luna, and so Luna features on one of these that as from the last episode. Yeah, and actually tying back to another episode, so uh, the singer from Little Dragon also features on a track on this album too. So you got there you go, Yukini Samantha. Nagamo from Little Dragon on here, and then also you got Luna from Luna George and all her own self-titled stuff. Luna is on this too, and then another one of my favorite uh, female vocalists that does a lot of electronic or soul music, uh, Sid. Sid okay. does some stuff on this too, and she's got a beautiful voice. Nice. So it's it's there's there's some soul to this. There's some funk. There's some R and B. There's a lot of electronic and and Kate Trinata has his own kind of like style that's very unique and the way he uses like the how he uses drums and the way he does it it just blends it it's really interesting to listen to I've never heard anybody that really does stuff like him he's every time I hear a track I'm like oh that's got to be Kate Trinata and I go look I'm like bam yeah that's Kate Trinata that's awesome <laughs> I like when people have that signature kind of style to it you know yeah 
Yeah, you so like you can always is... tell when David Gilmore is playing guitar type thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. So yeah, what do you pick? Okay. Um man, I got to tell you, I'm going to I'm going to give a little precursor to what to expect over the next few weeks because there has been a ton of new releases out. I've been mm-hmm. I've been on the fence. I've been kind of wanting to go and do some older stuff that I really like, but man, as we start to get this podcast up and going, there's new records coming out, new records coming out, and there's new stuff that I'm finding that's like, it's brand new, hot off the shelf. Within the past five months, these have been released. Um, so some of the things that I'm going to look at, there's a new Psychedelic Porn Crumpets record that we're going to do soon. There's Film, which is a, F, there's P-H-I-L-M, has a brand new mm-hmm. record that I haven't listened to yet. I'm saving it. Cloud Nothings just came out with an album that I'm going to save, but those are all within like the past week Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> the album that I chose, it's been out for a couple of months. I gave it a one time through and I really enjoyed it. And I want to go back and dig in deep and see if I like mm-hmm. this. It's a band called soul stuff They are an Icelandic hard rock metal band. Oh, hell yes. Sings in all Icelandic. Okay. And oh. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I tend to like shit from Iceland. I can name four <laughs> bands which may be the only other four bands from Iceland. (laughs) And I like all of them. I'm a huge fan of Sigurros. I love Björk. I love uh, the album Leaf, which is a kind of a mellow electronic kind of deal. And uh, Mm -hmm. there's another band called, oh gosh, Adima, which is like an all-female string quartet. I like Um, Adima. Yeah. So I I dig shit from Iceland, okay? Greenland can fuck itself. I... uh, So we are going to review the new soul stuff record. It's called endless twilight of codependent love. Heck yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm excited about listening to this. This is going to be fun. Um, I, I'm going to save all of my first impressions that I had, uh, except uh-huh. to say that I, that first go listen to, I liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was different. Um, they, they are, a product of their environment, both in being Icelandic and both with, they wear their influences on their sleeve. And I think you can really hear who they like to listen to as you listen to this record. And that's always a lot of fun. Sometimes when, when there's that clear homage tip of the hat to bands that you like, but you do it well. Yeah. (laughs) You still create something original, but at the same time, it's, it's clear where the, the roots are. Cool. Okay. So yeah. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you haven't, if you listen to this fresh, uh, you know, go listen to those albums. 99.9% by Kate Renata and Dan, you picked soul stuff here, endless twilight of codependent love. Yes. And you can find, you can send us an email at wherepod at gmail.com. You can find Dan on Instagram at Dan in Houston. And you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Pockets 21. And let us know what you thought of our picks for this week, too. Go listen to Thrice, uh, The Artist in the Ambulance. Go listen to Teenage Wrist, Earth is a Black Hole. Let us know what you thought of those records, too, what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, I really want to get active with our listeners and definitely get some shout-outs and hear what you think, too. Yeah, yeah. If you you can reach out to Dan and I individually at those places on Instagram, or you can send us emails. Uh, we'll get back to you, you know, because we want to you know have to have this dialogue with you guys. We want to hear what you like, what you didn't like, and why we were right. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all next week.